Welcome, you're officially locked into Persuasions of Comfort. I am your host, Naum. I want to give a big shout out to all the listeners out there who've been tuning in since day one. The love and support is 100% greatly appreciated. The topic of discussion for today revolves around adulting. Very popular topic. As I look back on my own journey into adulthood, I remember eagerly anticipating the freedom and independence it promised. It gave me the illusion that I was capable to do whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, because I had the right to as an adult. I find myself reminiscing about simpler times when life was free of responsibilities and accountability. The truth is there's no turning back the clock, y'all. We can only move forward. Adulthood comes with a hefty to-do list on one side and a stack of urgent matters on the other. I used to focus solely on the exciting perks and luxuries of being an adult, but I overlooked the challenges that came along with it on the flip side of that coin. So what does it really mean to be an adult? Of course, it involves mastering time management, eliminating distractions, learning how to prioritize important tasks, and of course, adapting to change. All essential aspects of growing up. But also to have fun, because that's what I did a couple weekends ago. I have a lot of teenage cousins who are on the cusp of adulthood. I want to do my part as the favorite to help them understand what it truly means to be an adult. It's definitely not what they see on social media or the lavish lifestyle that they think that I live. It's not just about paying bills and owning property. It's about exploring the world, experiencing different cultures, and mostly learning about yourself and how you want to create the life that you choose to live. Plus more. That's why I came up with six key insights to help us make sense of this exciting journey into adulthood. Number one, you cannot let setbacks push you off track. Now, let's break this one down. It's one of my favorite topics, truly believed to be the most critical aspect of growing a personal growth. It's all about handling those moments when things don't go quite your way and you find yourself struggling to accomplish a series of tasks. These setbacks can lead to feelings of discouragement, which in turn affect how one can approach the next challenge. The reasons behind this mental roadblock can vary, with the most common culprits being the fear of failure or concerns about what other people might think. No matter the cause, it is vital not to let these setbacks outweigh your ultimate goal. When you feel derailed, it's a sign that your sense of purpose and determination might need some fine-tuning. Our goal should be substantial and inspiring enough to pull us back on track whenever we encounter obstacles. Falling off the path is part of the journey. 
It's going to happen. But it's critical to have strategies and techniques in place to help you find your way back. Taking derailment lightly can set us off course for not just days or weeks, but potentially even years. Story time. Now, one of the techniques I found that could be effective is learning how to compartmentalize my failures. Some setbacks tend to spill over into areas in my life where I've already established a routine and a discipline in order for me to go about my day. It doesn't make any sense that I allow negativity to pour into that aspect that is already working perfectly fine. It doesn't make sense to let a bad day at work lead to an impulsive shopping spree or take frustration out on someone close to me. Why would you allow all those months of saving to disappear in one hour? And all the long hours of discipline that you've built up practicing patience, perhaps, to vanish within 30 seconds. The key here is to discover techniques that prevent setbacks from pushing you off track, but help you maintain focus on long-term goals. Number two, you are where you need to be right now. You know what, let's go and dive into this thought-provoking idea because a lot of people hear this and they're just like, nah. It can be challenging to embrace. Often our circumstances may not align with the person that we aspire to be, and it's easy to feel overwhelmed by life's roller coasters. Sometimes it seems as though we've been dealt a tough hand or the wrong card, and it's tempting to blame external factors for our situation. But here's the catch, right? I believe that it's a combination, where we end up is a combination of decisions or indecisions that we've made that shape our path. Not saying that external factors don't play a role, but I would say that we can't solely blame it on external factors. We can only control what we can control. Okay. Story time. So not too long ago, I was back home in Jersey visiting the fam. And uh, it was like a Friday night. I decided not to even step out. So we ordered food and threw on some Netflix. I watched a couple of episodes of uh, Genius, Kanye documentary on Netflix. In that moment, I made the decision. After watching the first episode, I made the decision that I am going to finish the year on a high note, ensuring that I will accomplish everything that I set out to do. I was truly inspired by something that Kanye said in the documentary. He spoke about all the negativity that people threw his way and how he would turn that into an advantage for his success. What struck me the most was that his self-belief and the power to speak things into existence is unparalleled. And the best part about it is that before even before he even secured a record deal or being taken serious as an artist, he exuded an unwavering self-confidence and had the ability to boost it at will. He understood that despite the struggles that he faced, he was exactly where he needed to be. 
He was able to find the beauty in the midst of struggle, which is a skill that can't be taught. What's meant for you will find you. And accepting and believing that you are where you need to be is, a, is very crucial for learning valuable life lessons. The only question which remains amid the challenges that we face is, are you ready or will you be ready when a time comes to show up and show out? Number three, understand your comfort level. This is probably one of the major life lessons that we all need to learn because we will, we will encounter it at some point in our lives. You've probably heard this saying that change is often hard to embrace until you can no longer tolerate the current situation that you're in. Many of us tend to stretch ourselves too thin. I'm guilty of that. Whether it's meeting expectations of others or you have this feeling of perfection where you want to achieve beyond your own means. For me, this can lead to sleepless nights due to overexertion or just disconnect from people around me. Going an extra mile and doing more than what is expected is always commendable. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Go ahead, do your thing. You go an extra mile for me, much appreciated. However, it's only just recently I began asking myself, to what cost? Because eventually you got to ask yourself, to what cost? Because anything that you're putting 100% into most definitely is going to require some level of emotion or mental or physical or spiritual effort, right? Learning to master the art of saying no is equally important to saying yes. Whether you're pushing yourself for that extra rep at the gym or going an extra mile to bring a smile on someone's face, you're building a habit of breaking through mental barriers that are trying to confine you and keep you boxed in. Most of us don't try anything new because we're so comfortable about where we're at. You know your comfort level, so you say, you know what, I'm not going past that comfort level. Kudos to you. But then there's also some of us who don't really know where our comfort level is, and we're always trying to please others in order to either get some level of approval or a head nod or whatever the case may be. Learning to say no isn't a sign of disinterest or a lack of care. It's about setting boundaries for your daily operation. This is how you move throughout the day. You want to be able to move with a clear mindset with emotional balance, with mental structure, with spiritual clarity. When you say yes to something, there's usually levels of commitment and accountability that comes along with it. And honestly, I feel like it's similar to saying no. The only difference is now I'm placing that commitment and accountability on myself and not in the hands of someone else. This is technically a version of you putting yourself first. You are committed to yourself. You are accountable for yourself. That anything that you engage in, you're approaching with 100% effort. What's the point of hanging out with folks, going to Friendsgiving and committing to certain events when you're actually only going to give them 50%, 25%? You might as well just not come. 
Not too long ago, I did a podcast episode on whether or not we're giving ourselves grace in order to evolve from our thoughts and our patterns, et cetera, et cetera. You know, when you commit to something and you change your mind, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But we live in a society where if you commit to something, you're going to be hold, held accountable. And we don't want to get that bad rep. We don't want to get judged by others because we said that we were going to do this thing and we no longer can meet those expectations. So things change. And this is why it's important to understand your comfort level so you don't put yourself in those type of positions where you have to backtrack. And if you do have to backtrack, you come up with an alternative for next time. Say, hey, you know, I know I couldn't make it today. I'll, I'll pull up to the next one. And that's how you you manage or you adjust appropriately to those type of things. And on the flip side of that corn, you have those who are taken advantage of because they're caring and they're generous nature. And sometimes it sucks because that's just who you are. And the repercussion that you get out of it is not the one where you feel appreciated. And this is also another scenario where you have to understand your comfort level. If you're doing too many things for other people and they're not appreciative of the things that you're doing for them, you need to take a step back and no longer allow others to take advantage of you. Identify the pace and level at which you're comfortable operating and stand on business. It's always... It's all about asserting your priorities and well-being first. The rest should follow accordingly. Number four, realign your goals and reassess them regularly. This is something that everybody should be doing on a regular basis. It's not, it's not even rocket science. This point is absolutely crucial, just like the other ones. And it ties back to one of the earlier discussions when you find yourself falling off track or facing derailment, your routines, your goals, your aspirations should act as a guiding light or what do they call those things? It's a, a lighthouse. They should act as a lighthouse reminding you of the reasons why you embarked on this journey in the first place. Earlier, I talked about finding techniques and identifying cues that lead you back on course. And in many cases, it can be as simple as a daily routine just to keep your goals in mind. You have a notebook next to your bed when you wake up in the morning. You take a peek. I bet this is the things that I need to do. These are how I want to accomplish them. These are how this is how long it's going to take me to accomplish them. You should be reviewing those regularly. Another advantage of regular realignment in assessing your goals and your aspirations is the flexibility that it offers. Life takes so many unexpected turns that, you know, some, some of them are controlled, some of them are uncontrolled. We've seen them with events like the pandemic, and it derailed so many of our plans. And honestly, I'm thinking about this now. It's a skill to be able to see the beauty in a struggle because it's in those moments of derailment, of struggle, 
that we have the opportunity to improve. When you're doing well, you're up and up, and things are going your way and accordingly how you want them to be, you're not really looking to improve. Some of us, you know, we look at it and say, okay, you know what? How do I maintain these W's coming along my way? But at the same time, very few of us actually look for ways to improve while we're winning. So these moments of derailment also provides opportunity to practice realigning and reevaluating goals in the direction at which we are moving. When your priorities and urgencies shift, establishing this routine as a habit will pay dividends in the future. It's a powerful tool to adopt to ever-changing landscapes of life in order to stay focused on the objectives at hand. So always make sure that you're realigning your goals and you also reassess them regularly. Number five, plan it out. All right, story time. So I fell in love about three times in my life. The last woman I fell for a while ago always had this question, always hitting me with this question. What's the plan? What's the plan? What are we doing? Blah, blah, blah. And mind you, keep in mind, I was like 26, 27 at the time. And to be honest, her constant need for planning used to irritate me. At that time in my life, I just wanted to go with the flow. And come to think of it, I attribute that mindset to the laid-back culture of the West Coast lifestyle. You see, I grew up on the fast pace of the East Coast. Mentally, you know, you always had to hustle. You always were on the move. There's always things that needed to get done. But after spending a year, my first year out on the West Coast, my perception of time changed along with time management itself. You know, I had the hustling's mentality from the East Coast and that go-getter's mentality. But the West Coast lifestyle was, yo, we get there when we get there. You know, if it's meant to be, it'll be. So that's how I was moving. Now, fast forward, for those of you who are curious, Shorty left me for another guy. Now, fast forward to the present. My thought process has evolved tremendously from that mindset. I let go of that laid back, go with the flow mentality. It took me a while to realize that relying solely on spontaneity isn't always the best approach. Time is a precious commodity that at this point in time in my life, I cannot afford to waste. Unless you absolutely love living on the edge, going with the flow often leaves you unprepared for contingencies and provides you with little to no wiggle room for adjustment. I am a firm believer in having a backup plan or two. Not only does it increase the chances of me achieving my desired outcome, but it also reduces stress. And let's be honest, there's a certain level of satisfaction in saying, I told you so, when warranted, of course. So sometimes a little planning can go a long way to ensure a smoother journey throughout your life. Number six, fail forward. This is a mantra that is clear as day. Fail forward. It's a phrase that doesn't really need much explanation. But if it doesn't resonate with you, allow me. 
Do not let the fear of failure keep you from next level living. Plain and simple. When I approach everything with unwavering dedication, giving it my absolute best with a wholehearted 100% effort, it brings a sense of peace. You know? Why, you might ask. Because I know that I've given it my all. Now, with this mindset, the dreaded L doesn't stand for loss or loser. It becomes a valuable lesson on how to improve for the next time. It's wild how folks get upset about not getting the expected result or outcome when they put in the bare minimum effort. I mean, what are we really talking about here? You get what you put in. So when you put your best foot forward and give it your all and embrace the experience while doing so, whether it's a win or a loss, just remember that that L is a lifelong lesson. You get me? So there you have it, my friends. Six keys that shape my perspective on this journey of adulting. My hope is that you found a connection with one or more of these keys. Life is a fascinating ride, and it's always enlightening to discover the insights and ways that resonate best with our own experiences. I am your host. Till next time, Naum.